0: Hi, this is Dan. Welcome to the STEM Sessions podcast, the UK STEM career podcast. Just thought I'd send a quick message at the start of this episode to say thanks very much for everybody who's listening so far. It's great that we've had so many listeners in such a short period of time. In this episode, I spoke to Chelsea Evans, who's working as an apprentice at High Speed 2. Hello,
1: I'm I'm Chelsea Evans, and I'm currently an apprentice of HS2. So I'm straight out of sixth form. And I've found that most people in my apprenticeship are programmed the same as me. So I studied um, engineering when I was in sixth form. And I've always had that, well, I feel like I've always had that um, designer aspect in me. And I've always wanted to be a part of a big project. So being, working with HS2, it just seemed natural. And as I've become a STEM ambassador and all the presentations I've done, I've always made sure that I put that into my presentation that your pathway should feel natural and shouldn't be forced or have any other influence into it because I think it helped me that I was just had my own control of it.
0: How did you find out about um, the apprenticeship?
1: So mine's a bit unorthodox as well just because I found there was a lot of challenges just by most people consider apprenticeships like just another alternative to uni just like just a quick easy little qualification but I found it really difficult. Even though I went to UTC and they're like big on university and have apprenticeship routes like that, I actually applied for 26 apprenticeships, all of varying levels. But I've got into a level four apprenticeship, which is just one up from my diploma, which is good. And a project management wasn't something I actually wanted to do originally. So I did want to go into production and, for example, working for the BBC and set designing and stuff like that. But I just didn't find one that was the same level I wanted. So I thought that was quite difficult finding level four anyway. Um, but working for HS2, again, it's the, it's the biggest project in Europe. So it's quite a big project and I'm very lucky to be a part of it. And I just found it on their website and I looked at their values and what they were as a company and I thought I could, if I did have the opportunity to work there, I'd love it. And I am loving it. So,
0: Oh, fantastic. That's great. So where does it, I know it starts in London, but where else does it connect to?
1: Um, So London, Birmingham, and then further up north, towards manchester
0: oh that's a that's a lot of railway <laughs> <laughs> so what interested you about doing some qualifications and then ultimately going into a career based in engineering
1: well again it wasn't it was a wax but yeah. it, all felt, <laughs> it all felt um just natural And i was like you're going through that process you find some things you don't actually want or they don't fit what you're trying to look for so i didn't really have that that um that coaching and that set path for me to say, you need to take this box, this box, and what So, I studied product design at GCSEs and business, and I, that's what I did better in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just kind of went with what I was good at and what, again, I felt was challenging and I could build on. So even though it was the highest GCSE I got, I didn't feel like I knew everything. So I did want to do it at A-level, but they didn't offer it at my sixth form. So I went to UTC, hoping to do A-level design and technology. But they didn't have that either. So um, I went into engineering because I felt that when I looked at the actual course and what the modules were and what I'd be studying, it wasn't too dissimilar. And it was actually more things in there that I wanted and was interested in than just studying three separate A-levels. And again, it was a career that I felt that I could go into as well. And it was just the, well, I didn't think I'd be in a railway. Because um, I wanted to be in production, but I think there are similar, similar qualities in being a, like a production manager to a project manager. I felt that I could build on these modules and learn a bit more And my own strengths and weaknesses. I could build on that as well. Eventually, when I did apply for the HSU apprenticeship and working in railway, as they say, when you work in railway, you have a job for life, really. Just because of the people you meet and the networking you do and the, the skills you gather. So... I felt that I couldn't miss the opportunity.
0: (laughs) What do you do in your day-to-day?
1: So, as I tell people, I fill in a lot of spreadsheets I do a lot of emails, (laughs) just because (laughs) that's the very basics and it's just some people, it's the simplest form of it. But I do assist on quite a lot of big projects. Even though I'm not a project manager right now, I do assist with the design needs and stuff like that and just networking at the moment, because I'm in the very early stages So I'm getting to know the project itself and just understanding what HST want and their values and what they want to deliver. So I'm just doing a lot of reading. (laughs) But I have a a module and a set criteria of what I need to be able to deliver. So I do quite a lot of budgeting and cost analysis and risk management. So they're all big stuff. So is there a
0: part of your role so far that you find is like your stand out like your highlight your favorite bit so far
1: something that i wouldn't ever have thought originally was the networking really because i'm quite a shy person and being a project manager is very people focused so that was something that i was i needed definitely to work on but i found that i enjoyed it most and it was just again gaining opportunity and building on uh, something that i I would love to do (laughs) towards the end so it was a lot of engagement with people who are a lot senior than me and when you're new into the project, they're all, all lovely and welcoming and they, they understand that I don't know a lot and I'm willing to learn. So being part of managing that side of things is just, again, people management, I guess, is something that I actually did enjoy a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a really important skill to have and uh, yeah, even that, that piece where you said about being able to speak to senior people in an organisation, it's... uh. It's a really important skill to grow and it's great that you're already building your you know, capabilities in that area. What was the interview process or the recruitment process for your role?
1: The recruitment process for my particular apprenticeship was all online. So you there was a quite a few phone calls of like interviews over the phone, which was a lot more relaxing for me. And I felt a lot more comfortable with that. So I was able to show my best side, really, and give a more accurate representation of myself, I think. So a lot of online games and just like personality tests to see if you're a match really and see if they you have the qualities that they would like. And the final interview was a whole day in Birmingham and it was based on that problem solving. And they were given tasks that um, just to see how you responded to them and what areas you would be good at so they could make the final decision what placement you're in. So I was in a big room with a lot of strangers and being able to work and put together your skills and to be able to deliver projects and presentations in a short space of time is very challenging, but again, quite rewarding because being able to say at the end that even though there's those challenges you faced, we did end up doing it. So that was quite good. But all the other recruitments and all the other applications I did are quite a few of them now all going into video questionings. So they're all online as well, and you record questions. And I really struggled with that, just because they record you on a laptop, so you're looking at yourself answering a question, which is really daunting. (laughs) And they're quite quick-fired as well, whereas that human interaction of over-the-phone conversation, I enjoyed more, and I think I'm quite (laughs) (laughs) old-school. I would like a face-to-face conversation.
0: So are there any challenges that you've had to overcome in your role so far or in your time in education?
1: The biggest challenge that I probably had was self-motivation and making sure that not giving up. Like I said before, I applied to about 23, 26 apprenticeships and it's just understanding that you might not fit the box or that they want really and it's a lot harder for the apprenticeship so I didn't apply to one level for project management, I applied to different levels in different positions so I just wasn't ready. And I um it's it's fine to understand that any little knockback you just pick yourself back up and you achieve better and you strive. So yeah. yeah, I think that was a challenge.
0: So is there anything that surprised you in your role?
1: The biggest surprise for me, I think, was um how willing people are to to get in with the apprentices and they, they like that there's young people that want to be involved and they want like, they want to learn. <laughs> And I thought that I'd be quite isolated, but I've had the opportunity to work with quite a lot of senior people and um, they were willing to help and get you a lot of exposure to to rail, really.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about your time as a STEM ambassador. So what have you done as a volunteer?
1: Uh, So I'm, I'm very new. I became a STEM ambassador in November, 2019. So I've been to a few schools, and given quite a few presentations at the moment. It's all been on one platform, which is just talks and presentations, but I like the fact that they're engaging at different levels. The way I deliver my presentations, I've been quite visual, and that's how I am as a person. It's, it's known that people associate a brand with like an image for like McDonald's, you get the golden arches, so when I deliver my presentations, I try and make it as very visual as possible, and even all the brands I've worked with, I include them, and so people remember a, a, like a shape or a colour. Um, a lot better than they would a word or a conversation. I try and inspire them differently and I try and be as engaging as possible. I think most of them have just been about apprenticeships and that school-leaver type, but understanding that they're, if they wanted to go into an apprenticeship, they could do it at 16 and not go... They could skip college That um, itself and understanding there are different levels, again, in so many different career options that a lot of people understood and... With STEM as well, project management is what I'm studying, that's engineering, and I didn't actually realise it myself. So again, that as much exposure and as much trying to get people aware, I think it's something that I was really passionate about.
0: I think it's really great that you emphasise as well that uh, there are different levels of apprenticeship for young people. It's important for them to know that if they decide it's not for them at 16, they could potentially go into it at 18, or they don't have to wait until... Yeah, they're 18 years old they could go into it at 16 as you say yeah not necessarily do their their college years at a college they could do it alongside learning on the job which is obviously a big big thing with apprenticeships i mean
1: even so it's not too late because like i said before there's so many people that are going into career change so yeah as trying to get the apprenticeship side of it exposure to anyone really Mm -hmm. not just school leavers um it's just as many people as possible to try and upskill the next generation i guess
0: does go into building a railway just in the basic form of course I'm sure there's lots of complexity to it but there's some basic elements
1: so um I know I don't know all of them but I'm um, I know as a project manager that there's anything from being part of the design uh, which is what I do and land property so you go out and that job description is normally like quantities where so you go out and you procure land and just to get enough that we need or along the route or you work in project controls maybe and yeah there's, qu- there's quite a lot I don't know all of them but um there's there's so many different ones
0: <laughs> do you have any bits of advice for people that are going through their GCSEs or A-levels at the moment
1: I was in your shoes not so long ago and I think everyone's gonna just say achieve your best and I mean that that's it really just achieve your best and do as much as you can and there's a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on achieving the best and highest grades but it's not always down to that and again like there's a lot of different routes as well so apprenticeships or university or if you don't want to go into that at all that's also fine <laughs> because like I said, I've said I've had that exposure with the people I work with as well they've gone for a career change in apprenticeships or they went to university a lot later in life and it's all it's all fine it's all good (laughs) whatever suits you better really and take some time to think about what your steps would be and make sure that you're ahead of the game
0: that's great that's awesome thanks very much for taking the time to come speak to us about um all that Chelsea that's really inspiring and uh yeah I think there's been some amazing bits of advice that you've given there for young people so uh thank you very much thank you for having me Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week where I'll be interviewing George Turnbull, a retired engineer and a true legend in the STEM ambassador scene. Also be sure to check out our website where we've made sets of free online resources to help keep young people's education going at this difficult time. Whether you're a teacher that's looking for content for your online lessons or a parent that's looking for things to keep your child's education going, we've got something for
1: you at stem.org.uk.